Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. I am so glad that you decided to click on the link that you decided to say yes to listen to this episode. It really was a last minute kind of thing that I decided to sit at my microphone and record this after a text conversation with my sister and just processing something that I had said to her uh, that really impacted me. And I just love how the Lord is that way, right? We can be just having a conversation, but if we are children of God and we desire to learn from him, uh, we will receive something even in a two-minute text conversation. God is always speaking. We just have to have the ears to listen. And so I decided to sit at my microphone and just process, continue to process the thoughts that I got from this text message. So what was the text message you may be asking yourselves? Well, I'm not going to read it directly, but the gist of it was we were talking about, uh, because my sister is a real estate agent, and we were talking about uh, me purchasing a home. And this is a desire of my heart. And I realized, and I this is what I text her, that I really wasn't purposefully praying for home ownership, that that wasn't a prayer. And the reason was because I am comfortable where I am at. I am in an apartment and yes, the prices are high, but praise God for my financial place that I am in now and that God continues to take me, uh, you know, it, that's another <laughs> episode of the process of my finances and stewardship and all that stuff, but I'm comfortable. Uh, you know, my neighbors are, I'm used to them uh, where I live. It's not that great for others, but it's been fine for me. I've never had an issue. I'm comfortable. At the end of the day, I am comfortable. And because of that comfort, I haven't purposefully prayed for home ownership. Yes, it's been a desire, but it's not something that I've been praying about. It's not something that I have been working towards with purpose and making the moves that I need to make. And so I was thinking of the verse, of course, that we find in James 4, 2, that says that we don't have because we don't ask for it. And of course, if you read the context, James is kind of exhorting this congregation about uh, their asking with wrong motives and they're quarreling among each other and envious of each other and what each other has. And so, you know, this is, you don't have because you're not asking. And then he says, you're not receiving because you're asking with wrong motives. And so today I come to you, I'm not talking about wrong motives. I'm talking about that we're believing that as children of God, we have pure hearts and the motives that we have are pure. And because we walk in line with God and we're walking in obedience to him, when we pray, it comes from a pure heart. And so if you don't find yourself in that place, because I have been there where my heart is not asking for the right reasons, uh, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And he forgives, he cleanses, he makes our heart pure. And so that we can pray then from a heart that's pure. You know, when our heart is not pure, we pray for uh, out of manipulation, 
out of like the the church in James that James is talking about where, you know, somebody has something, why do they have it? Or why don't I have and they have in our mind and our heart, it is just, you know, it's not about glorifying God. Because at the end of the day, when we live a life that is blessed and touched by God, it glorifies God. And so our comfort level being comfortable somewhere is not necessarily glorifying God. Now, please don't misunderstand me. We don't have to be in trials and tribulations constantly. And oh my God, oh, the devil is always persecuting me. Oh, I'm always in trouble. Oh, I'm, you know, my life must be glorifying God. No, I'm not talking about that. Our life has to have blessing. There has to be something of our lives that other people would desire, not in a bad way, but man, I wish I could live a blessed life like you. I wish that my finances were in order like you. I wish that I had the joy that I had or I desire uh, to have the joy, the peace that you have and that you can say, I have because I've asked from a pure heart. I live in righteousness, in purity, through the power of the Holy Spirit, because it's not our own power. And so that's where I'm coming from, that our heart is asking for things from uh, pure motives. And so we need to examine or come along with me <laughs> as I examine my comfort zone you know, for me, it could be in this area of home ownership and just tearing down lies that maybe we believe. And that's why we stay in that comfort and we stay there too long. I believe that our life uh, should have challenges uh, so that we can grow. If we don't have challenges uh, in life, if we don't have goals that we're uh, seeking or going towards, we're not growing. And so our life becomes stagnant and stagnancy is smelly. And I don't want to smell. I don't want to have any spiritual BO, body odor, okay? I want to be a sweet fragrance to the Lord. And if I'm a sweet fragrance to the Lord, then I am to others. And so here we are. You see, I'm processing. I'm processing. It just keeps coming to my mind and to my heart. So come along on this process with me. And so right now, maybe pull out a pen if you're not driving and a pad. And what is God telling you that you're comfortable in? and that he does not want you to be comfortable in that place because he has more. He has more. He wants to stretch you. He wants to enable you in other areas for his glory and for others, right, that God would have us bless when we get out of our comfort zone. And so for me, for example, in just this area, there's a lot of things that God would push me in, um, and I'm grateful for that. In the home ownership for me, uh, for my daughters, my grandson to see that, to see me progressing in my finances and in my stewardship. Uh, we have a lot of lack of stewardship in my family. We have a poverty mindset in my family. And that is something that I continue to ask God to teach me in so that I can leave a different legacy for my family. And so just asking God uh, to continue to help me in that. I actually reached out to a friend towards the end of last year, and I'm going to check in with this friend by April and actually show them how much I've saved to have some accountability because I can't say this is what I want. This is what I want. Jesus, give me what I want. 
I have to do something also. You know, uh, when I was thinking about that, my part in this picture and not just laying everything on God's lap, honestly, he has 90% of it. 95% of it probably because he can handle that. So he's just asking me to come along that 10%, right? So I was thinking of Abraham. Abraham was fine where he was at. He was comfortable. And then God came and said, hey, get everything you have. Leave everything you know. Leave that comfort zone. I'm going to make you the father of many. I'm going to make you the father of many. And in his obedience, he picked up what he had and went to where God told him to go. But he was fine. God didn't move him because he was saving him from something. No, he was taking him to the more. And because of that obedience, we still are learning and receiving from the life of Abraham, who was called the father of faith. My goodness. So what comfort zone are you sitting in? Are you uh, making your name? And God has a bigger name for you, a greater name for you, a greater name for your family. Come on, that's a word. Write that down. <laughs> God has a greater name for you and for your family. And so I always say in my podcast, many times I, how do you want to say the word allow? Uh, allow God. <laughs> I obey God. I listen to God. I, the word um, let keeps coming. I let him take me out of my comfort zone. It's so weird. Like I let God, well, thank you, Liz, for letting me anyway, um, to get out of my comfort zone because of my family, because I want more for my children and my children's children right now. I just have one grandson, but I want more for them. And I've seen in the past where, you know, God has allowed me to see where, uh, uh, my parents or other people in my family have not allowed God to take them out of a comfort zone. And so they didn't receive the fullness of what God had for them. And it's doesn't mean they're not going to heaven. They're going to heaven. <laughs> but how sad that they didn't live the full life that they could have lived or living at the present time because they were comfortable where they are. And so what is that place that God is trying to take you out of? You know, this week, God spoke a word to me also through someone, how God was literally going to pull the chair out from under me, like in musical chairs, if I got comfortable. Ouch. Like, ouch. <laughs> yes, ouch. And so, but it it just, first of all, gives me joy that he's fusing, playing musical chairs and that's what the picture was, but uh, that he would use that picture for me. But I'm like, okay, God, I do want the more. And, you know, and it's been difficult for me for many years because I know that God has more for me and created me for more. But to find the place where to express that or people have put me in a certain place, you're gonna, we'll let you do your more right here that, you know, and in the meantime, it's not the more that God has. And so then I start to question, well, is what I have within me really God or is it me? Or do I think too highly of myself? Yeah, this is what the enemy speaks to me because I feel so much within me that I want to share and sometimes don't have the avenue to share that I'm like, well, maybe it's not God. Maybe it's just Liz thinking too much. So what lies are you believing of the more of, you know, when you get out of that comfort zone of that place that God wants to take you? Well, maybe it's just me. Maybe that's just what I want. But no. So I come back to the pure heart. 
And I, at the end of the day, have to believe that I have a pure heart and that what I want to put forward in the name of Jesus comes from that heart. And so it's God given. And so you have God-given gifts and traits and ideas and decisions that are going to be made and things that are going to be done. It's God-given and it will bring glory to God. What lies do I continue to believe and speak upon my life? And so, you know, we can take that in in ministry. We can take that in our finances. You know, maybe a, a parent or somebody, a spiritual leader has said, well, you know, no, that's not a good decision. But you knew in your heart that it was God and you let that idea go. And so in Jesus name, may we be delivered from the lies of man, the lies that we've spoken to ourselves, especially fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. We say this all the time, but we live in fear and we sit in that comfortable chair, that comfort zone. Don't move me from here. Right. It's like, you know, sometimes when I'm watching a a, a movie and I'm under my weighted blanket on my wonderful sofa and my grandson no, I'll be in my bed. He'll be in the living room. I was like, hey, can you get me such and such from the kitchen? I'm like, no, I'm too comfortable, you know? Or he'll say, hey, can you come watch this with me? And it's, you know, Captain Underpants for the 30th time. And no, I don't want to get up. But how about if he, that I'm skipping out on a moment with him? How about if I'm skipping out on something else? Now, the snack part, I don't know what I'm skipping out on, but... <laughs> Maybe sitting there watching Captain Underpants for the 30th time, maybe missing a moment. And so I don't want to get out of my bed. I don't want to get out from under my weighted blanket. Well, side note, it's not that easy to get out from under it. But anyway, (laughs) right, just peeling that off, getting comfortable, uncomfortable to get out of that comfort zone. And so we need to, that's a word. And let me tell you, that's another word. What is weighting you down? (laughs) What is weighting you down and you think you're comfortable and all snugly and God is, no, take that weight off, take it off. It's time for something more. It's time for something new. So we, what lies, write them down. What lies have you believed? What lies has your parent, has a parent spoken over you, a spiritual leader or you? Because this is the thing, right? The enemy sends a lie, but then we hang on to it because it sounds so truthful, you know, he doesn't have new tricks. It's the same way that he got Adam and Eve in the beginning, uh, you know, with a half truth. He gets us because it sounds like it, right? For me, there's so many lies that have uh, been spoken over me, um, you know, through people that I see in high esteem, whether it's family or spiritual leaders. And of course, they didn't intend them as lies, but it wasn't my truth. It wasn't my truth. No, I don't have to do what you have done. It was good for you, but that's not what God has for me. And so, wow, it's a process to just tear down those lies because they sound good. They sound good. And a lot of times it's not coming from a bad place. They honestly believe they're helping us. But I know for me, in particular with my mother, fears that she had, she placed on me. Fears that she had, she placed on me. The lack that she felt in herself, she placed on me. And so, oh man, the process, the process through healing, freedom, deliverance, God's word, um, and and confession, right? So you're in the confessional with me. (laughs) The lies that I have believed that have restrained my life in the Lord, ministry, in family, so many things. 
I was thinking also of David and there I want to read um, some verses because it was so interesting um, what came up as I was reading in first Samuel 17. Uh, so I think I have heard more than once where people say that he was a shepherd and he was hiding there with the sheep, but no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Nobody had spoken greatness over him until Samuel came. And I know that he sensed something great within him. It chokes me up thinking about it. That boy out there knowing that there was something greater, like Joseph, there was something greater, but nobody had spoken it over him. And praise God that the Holy Spirit of God uh and God intervened, right? Because he wasn't meant to shepherd those sheep. That experience helped him for the future, but that wasn't his greater. And it could have become his comfort zone if he had not gone and faced that giant and faced Goliath. And so in 1 Samuel 17, uh, you know, we see David in verse 26, when he went there, he said, and David said to the men who stood by him, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Verse 27, and the people answered him in the same way. So shall it be done to the man who kills him? And, you know, he was told the reward, right? But in verse 28, now Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pres presumption and the evil of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And as I was reading that, when Eliab says, and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Just the condescension the belittling of uh, this older brother to David. You don't belong here. You belong there. And how often have people with their actions or their words or their lack of acknowledgement of the power of God within you, their lack of acknowledgement of the gifts of God within you have put you there, have put you in that comfort zone, have put you with the quote unquote few sheep. This is all you can handle. You know, as leaders, when we see gifts in somebody, we are to help them. And they may be a little smelly and scrawny and don't look the part because they've been with the dirty sheep, but it is incumbent upon us if we are leaders, if we have a pastoral call, whatever it is, to reach out to, the, to that David, to reach out to that person and say, hey, come along beside me. Let's do this together. Let me mentor you. Let me speak life into you. And even, even if they uh, make a mistake or don't do things wrong, don't bash them. I think too often when we um, achieve a certain maturity in Christ, we forget the how we fumbled over things and the mess we made of things. And so we don't take those gifts that people have and use them for God's good. We leave them in their comfort zone. And if they dare say they feel a fire of God that's beyond that comfort zone, we squish it down. We put a lid on them. John Maxwell says in his books about the lid, we just put a lid on them. And then we have to examine ourselves. Why do we do that? And so here he is, Eliab, his older brother, just saying, you don't belong here. Get out of here. 
But praise God for what David had within him. And I hope that's what's rising up in us to take us out of our comfort zone, to take us out of places of, you know, little cubby holes that people have placed us in. And the Holy Spirit says, no, that's not where you belong. And we know this from a pure heart. It's not like we're prideful and we're, no, I got this. Get out of my way and bulldoze our way. No, no, not at all. And it says uh, in verse 29, uh, and David said, what have I done now? Was it not but, but a word? It's like, I'm just asking a question, dude, lead me, dude. <laughs> just asking a question. And he turned away from him toward another. <sighs> Listen, if somebody is not speaking life into you, turn away, turn away. And so, and the people answered him again, as before, when the words that David, when the words that David spoke were heard, they were, they repeated them before Saul and he sent for him. So then we see, right, that David keeps at it. Like, no, 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 I, I, I'm here for a purpose. And he keeps at it and he keeps at it. And we know the story. We know the story. He wound up going against this giant. And this is the thing, right? In private, he was beating that bear, beating that lion, protecting his sheep. And so many of you have sown things in private, have done things in private with the fire of God within you. And so, of course, the fire is going to increase. Of course, God is going to want you for more because when you're proven faithful in the little, God has more for you. So get out of that comfortable zone chair under that weighted blanket, or, you know, weighted by the lies you've accepted, lies that people have told you. Get out from under there. No, you're not good there. God has greater. God has better. No. And so awaken to that today, whether it's for ministry or maybe your health. Hey, hey, I'm going to touch on some areas you're not going to like. Some of you are always sick at the doctor, in the hospital. Ask God what you need to do. We have this positive body image thing happening. And honestly, and I know it's because of bullying, but we've taken it to another level. I'm okay in my obesity. I'm okay eating what I want. I'm, mm, I'm stepping on some toes now, right? Because we're comfortable there. I'm okay. Oh, every once in a while I'm out of breath, but if I stay still, I'm okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat that to be better. I'm not going to do that to be better. I, the insulin is taking care of it. My uh, high blood pressure pills are taking care of it. Ouch. Amen. Come on. You, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So many of you listening to me have ministry, have people that you need to reach, and your health is not going to allow you to do that, but you're too comfortable. You don't want to sweat on the treadmill. You don't want to let go of the sugar. Ouch. Amen. Liz, I'm turning you off. <laughs> That's a comfort zone. You're comfortable in your financial status and God wants more because he wants you to uh, bless more. You're praying for things, praying for things, but not doing your part. God, heal my body. Did you take a walk today? God, heal my mind. Are you doing some therapy? Are you in the word? We have a part to play as well. Get out of that comfort zone of past ideas, wrong ideas, lies, 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 and go after what God has spoken to you. In Jesus' name, dreams will be awakened. In Jesus' name, ideas will awaken in you. In Jesus' name, create, creative, 
creativity will awaken you. In Jesus' name, I'll be able to get a word out. <laughs> In Jesus' name. You know, when Abraham left everything, it wasn't easy. And the promises from God, they, didn't, they weren't just around the bend. Years and years, years and years of uh, things that he had to overcome and things that he had to believe God for and continue to believe God for. But he is the father of faith. He is a father of faith. And so what is God asking you? What is God asking you today to be uncomfortable about so that you will leave that place? In your relationships, are you so comfortable in receiving what is bad that you think that's this is your life? No. No. Well, that's just the way he talks to me. That's just the way she talks to me. That's just the way my child is. In no, lies in Jesus' name. Get on your knees or sit down, take a seat, whatever, however it is you pray, and pray for the more, for your family, for your husband, for your wife, for your children. Pray for the more. We serve a mighty living God. There is more. There is more. I come against the lie that says you don't deserve the more. Or maybe your marriage is good. God wants it greater. Maybe you're just used to each other by now and everything's okay. We have a cadence. But is there joy? Do you find joy in one another? In Jesus' name, greater. Let's go for the greater, no matter how uncomfortable it feels. Sometimes we have to love that unlovable person. Ugh, can I get a witness how difficult that can be? They're nasty. They're just nasty people every day. But we know that God wants us to love them and to sow seeds of love because it will give fruit. I promise you it will give fruit. I have seen it in my life. Well, I'm like, Lord, I'm done with this, this person. I am absolutely done. And God says, no, 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 you're not. I'll let you know when you're done. I'll let you know. And so we need to love somebody more. And it may be uncomfortable you saying, I love you because they don't say it back. I'm here for you because they don't say it back. We're so busy just letting people go because I'm not going to be in toxicity. I'm not going to let somebody treat me bad. That We're not even asking God, am I supposed to let this person go? Am I supposed to? And then there's some relationships that we should have let go a long time ago because they bring no good, never have, and never will. But we're too comfortable and comfortable in our fear. You're comfortable in your fear. No, no, no. Fear doesn't belong to you in Jesus' name. So in Jesus' name, I hope this helps somebody because it helped me. I just did my own little therapy session with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and in Jesus' name, I pray that you have written down the lies, that you are going to search the truth that God says because the Holy Spirit will speak to you. I was talking to my grandson this morning on the way to school that God does speak. We just have to listen. We have to have a heart to listen. And so God will speak truth for, the, for those lies, to replace those lies, not even just replace them, but just tear them out from the root. Tear them out from the root in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, uh, the comfort zone that others have placed you in, know that God is greater than man and you don't belong there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I come against the lie of pride. That people say, oh, you're being prideful because you're acting within your gift. That's a lie in Jesus' name. You be bold in the Lord. 
Be bold in what he's giving you. Surround yourself with people that will fan that fire within you and that will uh, just rejoice in your boldness. And by boldness, I don't mean loud, like I'm being loud now. Sorry, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, the boldness that comes from the spirit that I'm going to walk in what God says I am and my purpose, and I'm not going to be comfortable in mediocrity. I'm not going to be comfortable in, uh, in something because it feels good, but I know it's not of God in Jesus name. I'm deliver me Lord from my comfort zone. Deliver me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Deliver my uh, my children, my children's children, that they will always be living for the more, for the more. Lord Jesus, yes, Holy Spirit, speak to us, use us, lead us, guide us. Lord, that we would glorify you more than what the enemy is doing, because what you're doing is always greater that we would stop glorifying what the enemy is doing. We see him, we come against him, and we glorify you. We don't glorify his works. He has no power. You made a spectacle of him on the cross. In Jesus' name, you put him under your feet. And so he is under our feet because you placed him there in Jesus' name. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you. Friends, thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope this blesses you. Reach out to me and let me know how this has blessed you. I appreciate it. Until next time, this is Liz on the Liz Teach Podcast. God bless.